Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And we're the hosts of Roadhouse Minute. And this is Minute 14 of Bowfinger. Uh, This minute starts with Kit demanding better scripts, uh, and it ends with a white guy getting a lot of (laughs) side-eye. So... This is this is sort of like the continuation of this this very kind of talky scene between Kit and his agent uh, and um, Freddie, who uh, we're going to talk about uh, on tomorrow's show. Um, there's a there's a lot of funny lines in this minute. Um, I mean, I would just start with I think one of the funniest lines is when Kit Ramsey, <laughs> he says, you better get me a script with a line like uh, with a line as good as when I said "f you" when I, when I blew away Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, like like in his mind, "f you" is like great script. <laughs> it is a kind of catchphrase. I don't think so. No, <laughs> I, I I think you have to come up with a phrase that is unusual enough that oh, people will recognize okay. that it comes from that movie. Yeah, like uh, people use that phrase all the time, and nobody's going to say, "Oh, that came from." death on the doorstep yeah i really appreciate the rant that he's on and also that his um buddy there what did you say his name was? his name is freddie freddie um his contributions to this rant are so clunky and awkward i know that's the thing like i've re- i wrote down here like not smooth it's, it's really funny to hear freddie wine kid up with some really dumb hot takes Yes, it's like, really yeah, great. This is another case of like the white man keeping you down. Yeah, um, it, I find it especially amusing that like uh, somehow Jackie Chan gets lumped in with these other three uh, mm-hmm. white action stars as like mm-hmm. the people that are that are part of the problem. So it's it's Arnold and Sly and and also Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude, <laughs> who's he's not even American. He's Belgian. Yeah. Um and and Jackie Chan. Um I mean Do you think that this whole um dialogue is scripted or do you think that he was able to ad-lib this? I wouldn't be surprised cuz I did read and I'm sure you did too that a lot of this movie is ad-libbed and How I fun. would absolutely believe you if you told me that Eddie Murphy just made up all of his dialogue in this, Can you whole, imagine? In this whole scene pretty much. I mean maybe like, not the, maybe not the joke that we hear at the end of this minute cuz that's pretty complicated but maybe yeah. he's he's really funny. Yeah, like I just I like to think about 
they have to do so many takes with these comedians to pull yeah. together the ad libs, but it's just I loved when movies had blooper reels of things. Or do you remember that? I don't even remember a good example of the last time I saw a blooper reel, but I loved them. Yeah, and no, I think you, I think you see that on some Will Ferrell Park, movies. Was it Parks and Recreation? Parks and Rec, like, because we have the DVD set, they always have sort of like an outtakes thing you yeah. can click on for each episode. I um, wonder if the Bowfinger has um, the like a behind the scenes or any content like that that's available. I bet it does. If we had watched, if we had shelled out the the cold hard cash to get a Blu-ray copy of it instead yeah. of just renting it um on amazon then we probably would have been able to have a chance to experience those things and you know the thing is like it's not like the well i'm sure some of the outtakes are just bad but a lot of the outtakes are almost as funny as what ends up in the movie they're just not quite that funny yeah like this this stuff is real funny there there's some that are too obscene to go in too that's true too no that's 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 hilarious that is true yeah you get to see that stuff too um i will point out because this is you know we we sort of go from indoors to outdoors and Mm -hmm. like i didn't keep count and i'm not really judging here but i think there might be like at least 20 people lounging around questions lounging around kit's place i mean hey he's rich he's got a lot of friends why shouldn't they come and hang out at his place yeah but there's a lot of there's a lot of them yeah. And, you know, I get, um, I don't know, there's a couple things about how other people live their lives that are just so foreign to me. Like, um, but, you know, having hangers on, I feel like, well, again, be good. It could also get really annoying. We don't know the family. So that's what I thought first. So yeah, so again, like, that's why I'm trying like not to judge. This could just be a house party. Where his agent happened to show up, and then they had this really awkward conversation. Yeah, these people could be family. These people could just be friends. I'm not judging, but there's a lot of people. They could be there every day. Can you imagine not having privacy? Or maybe, or maybe maybe the house is so big. But but maybe also like you have such a big ego that you want people to fawn over you all the time. That could be it too. But it looks like many of these people, especially in the pool side, are on a date of some sort. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a couple there leaning against the wall. The lady on the left looked like she's putting some moves on that guy. Like, yeah. And then you've got some people on the right-hand side that certainly look like they're into each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, but- it's... Um- it, it definitely has a payoff when they um, do the KKK joke at the end and all the people turn their heads simultaneously. Yeah, it's hilarious because like, and this must have been one of the greatest extras job because it's really just come to this house and lounge. Yeah. You don't even have yeah. to work hard. Like in Roadhouse, most of those extras had to like dance probably for hours. Yeah. Um, whereas in this, it's just like, hey, sit sit on the, what do you call those? Chaise lounges? Yeah. Um, until... You know, yeah, I I do. I really like that record scratch moment because, like, when we get back inside the house and this whole ridiculous KKK thing happens, um, like, nobody is paying attention at any point Mm -hmm. until Eddie Murphy drops that line. And then it's like everybody stops and stares at his agent. Roger, Um, if you got to pick, which movie would you like to be an extra in? Wow. Um, That's a really good question, Marcy, uh, because... I like lots of different movies for lots of different reasons. Um, I think I would like to be an extra in one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, how fun. In one of the hordes. 
No, well, because I'll tell you why. I, I'd like to be an extra in a movie, but I wouldn't like to be recognizable. Like, like sure. we have, you know, my stepmother was actually an extra in House of Cards. Yeah. And they, they liked her so much the first time they brought her back and made her an extra in a scene where she is actually posing as one of the Senate hearing committee members. Like she's up yeah. on the dais. She, she, doesn't have, a... she doesn't have any lines. So that's why I guess she's still considered an extra. Yeah. Um, but you see her face and she, she is... has a very distinctive look to her and very commanding physical appearance. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But so, so my point is like, I would want to be in a movie, but I would want to be made up in such a way that I become unrecognizable. Fully costumed. What about you, Marcy? What movie would you like to be an extra in? Um, I would love to be an extra in something like Dirty Dancing or like a great dance movie where I know how to dance really well. You do and I'm how to doing dance that pretty well background. now. I, I find like that kind of stuff really fun. So Makes you would be li- happy, like a happy movie. You would like to be, it sounds like you would like to be one of the staff at Kellerman's in the watermelon scene. Absolutely. Yes. All right. All right. That's a great scene that's, for that. You know, that's, yeah. that's a solid choice. Thank I, you. I co-sign that choice. Um, before we get to the, the KKK joke, I will point out that this, this minute has maybe some of the most aggressive fake typing on a keyboard I've ever seen. Like fantastic. Eddie Murphy's fingers are like shotguns and he's like, um, it's, it's, it's something else. And then we get to this joke, which is, it's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like this, this joke does, I think it serves two purposes. It's funny, but it also tells us. Kit Ramsey is crazy. He is nuts. Yep. Absolutely nuts. nuts. I'm a little sad that we don't get any mind head minutes in our week, but, um, you know, certainly we're going to see later on that, uh, that he's not only crazy, but he is trying to seek treatment for his craziness, which is probably making it worse. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I don't know. I'd argue that, uh, Kristen Baranski coming up to him in the street talking about aliens and then um, the Heather Graham character wiggling her body in that way um, for somebody that has a little paranoia about aliens and weird people. It's like, well, you're not disagreeing. With, you're not disagreeing with me. I'm just saying that Mindhead is not making him better. No. Yeah, you're right. So tell you what. So since we ran a little bit long yesterday, we didn't get to talk about Eddie Murphy. I'd like to talk about him a little bit since this is the this is the week we introduce him to our movie. Yeah. Um. So let me just. Uh, let me pause real quick. Did you do research on Eddie Murphy? I don't know. I got nothing. That's fine. I have so, nothing. Okay. So let me just give you a little bit of detail. We're not going to do a full bio, but I think one of the interesting things about Eddie Murphy, and I'm going to tie it back to our discussion earlier this week about Robert Downey Jr. is in some sense, this movie comes out in a bit of a dip in Eddie Murphy's career. So, I mean, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you're well familiar with a lot of his kind of plot points in his career he got his big break on saturday night live mm-hmm. saturday night live launched him into uh the beverly hills cop franchise oh yeah um which i believe to this day beverly hills cop the original adjusted for inflation is the most profitable r-rated comedy of all time or r-rated movie of all time that's amazing um, that movie was amazingly popular like in 1984 that movie on a budget of $13 million made $316 million. Wow. So like, and, 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 and that kind of launched him into, he is a megastar after that. Yeah. Um, but the, but 
At this point, you know, so 80s are great for him, early 90s, still great for him. At this point, he really is not making successful movies except for the ones that are marketed at kids. So this is around the time when, this is also around the time that he sort of starts dipping into the, I'm going to dress up as six different people with a lot of makeup on me. Oh, where he wears Um, the fat suit. Yeah, so... This is around the time that he did like the Nutty Professor movie. Mm-hmm. He did the Dr. Doolittle movie. He did Mulan. He was the voice actor as like the comic sidekick in Mulan. Right. Um, the little dragon. Yeah. So Shrek is going to come out two years after this movie. And all of those movies are super successful. Um, and unfortunately, I think they also kind of, they kind of lead him down. Like the, the same thing that happened to Johnny Depp kind of happened to Eddie Murphy for a while where like he could only, he could only play a super stylized, funny character. The adult right. movies that he tried to be in were for the most part, colossal failures. So let me just throw a couple of titles at you. Yeah. Tell me if you've even heard of any of these movies. Um, okay. Beverly Hills cop three, you could say you've heard of, but that movie tanked um, vampire in Brooklyn. No Metro. Mm, no. Holy man. No. The Adventures of Pluto Nash? Uh, no. Uh, Life? No. Life is actually a good movie. Uh, it's a it's a sort of a buddy movie with Martin Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's well regarded, but it was also a box office bomb. Like this movie is honestly the only movie made for adults starring Eddie Murphy in the period from about 1996 to like 2003 that even made any money. Huh. This movie is kind of the exception that proves the rule. Um, and that continues for him right in, up until about 2006, um, when he actually gets his one and only Oscar nomination for the movie Dreamgirls. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of a shame that he didn't win because, you know, that likely that that may be, well, that could could have been his best shot. Well, you never know. People keep working. Hey, you're right. I'm not saying he won't <laughs> win. I'm just saying he should have won. Like, okay. like when um, Bill Murray should have won the Oscar for Lost in Translation. Um, it, it's one of those things. Uh, it, it was kind of a shame. Yeah. What do you think? So, you know, in this movie, we have him playing both Kit Ramsey and his brother, Jeff Ramsey. Um, oh, man. What do you think of Eddie Murphy, either in this movie or just in general? Well, you know, I think he's great. He's got a very fast tempo to the way he speaks. And um, it's funny in this to have those two brothers because the GIF brother is so slow. <laughs> and so it's like, we've gone from hyper speed, kind of a hyper character into somebody that is just really processing it at a different speed. Um, so I've I been, like to- it. I've I been mean- told, I mean, not, to, not to cheat those minutes from our future, future co-hosts, but a lot of those GIF scenes were ad-libbed too. Oh, they're great. I just yeah. love the way he he smiles and he uses the whole mouth with the teeth and everything. Um, and when the um, Heather Graham character gets topless and he just loses it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think he's um, he's entertaining. I really enjoy him. Um, you know, f- the physical comedy, the force that he brings to his character, I think is really great. Yeah. What do, you what do you think? think? What do you think about Eddie Murphy in general? Like as a, as an actor, sort of, if you consider more of his career. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed a bunch of his movies, like as kind of, you know, I think the more, the ones that I've seen more of are the kids movies. Like Shrek. Um, yeah. Because 
around that time, I was kind of like a teenager, late teenager. So, oh, and also you and I watched the ones where he was voice acting. I don't, you know, when when somebody is lending their voice to a cartoon, sometimes I don't, like, I recognize that that's that person, but then I also don't like connect that they're acting. I don't know. That probably sounds very weird, but, um, no, I think, I mean, I think I know what you mean. Like when you can't see the face, when you can't, you can't see, see the person on, body doing when you it. can't see the person on screen, sometimes it's hard not to just think, Oh, I'm listening to Eddie Murphy right now. Not yeah. this is donkey. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, we should sit down and watch Beverly Hills cop one time. Yeah. I've, I don't think um, I've seen that at least not in 20 some years. That's a great action movie. I mean, it's yeah. it's funny because it's got Eddie Murphy in it, obviously, but it's also just a great action movie. Like he does a really good job playing a down a a streetwise Detroit cop who is sort of a fish out of water in Beverly Hills. Does he do any running? <laughs> Not like Tom Cruise, if that's what you're worried no. about. No, okay. Um, that's all I got for this minute. You got anything else? Nope. Thank you. All right. Well. Thank you once again for listening to another episode. You can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or the main site, bowfingerminute.com. Please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also find out more about the podcast on Facebook at Welcome to Minehead, the Bowfinger Minute Listener Center, uh, and on Twitter at Bowfinger Minute. So join us here one more time, Marcy, tomorrow on the Bowfinger Minute. Uh, and in the meantime, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. children I hope that we'll see you again cause there's always one more Sure. One more show.